Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Laura Schubert and Lillian Tang set out to create one of the first clean mission-based body care companies that is spearheading the new and inclusive era of embracing body hair. It's a journey you don't want to miss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders from around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious to how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you to our two guests today, Lillian and Laura. From childhood best friends to co-founders of Fur, a clean body care company that is also rewriting the narrative of what it means to be an inclusive beauty brand. It's dedicated to breaking taboos around pubic hair with upscale positioning and a message of body acceptance. Their story is truly something special, and I'm excited to sit down with them today to learn how they went from Shark Tank to building a multi-million dollar company, but still staying best friends. Lillian, Laura, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank, thank you for, you having, for us. having us. So, I mean, the first question I ask all my guests, um, it's a pretty simple one, but it's just telling a bit about who Lillian and Laura is, but also I'll caveat that with a little question of how did you two also meet? Um, but yeah, so we, we met in seventh grade orientation, and then we went to middle school, high school, Harvard undergrad, and Columbia Business School together, and clearly none of that can be planned. Um, and then, of course, in 2014, I was working on this idea of fur. I was actually talking to my sister about pubic hair, body hair. What were you doing? Were you waxing, shaving, lasering? And no matter what, what were you doing to my ingrown hairs? And most of all, why was there just no conversation about body hair expression and what you wanted to do? It was just all about you know removal, how to get rid of it. And so the only thing that I saw in the market after doing some research, I, I was a consultant at, at Bain at the time, was, you know, this is a taboo subject. People are embarrassed and they and no one sort of wants to touch this thing. Uh, and so but but, you know, that got me really excited as a business person, as someone who always wa had wanted to start a business sort of since business school. I got the entrepreneurial bug. 
Um, and of course, my only friend in beauty was Lillian. So Lillian was at L'Oreal at the time. And so at my holiday party in 2014, I slipped a blue Boston bottle, which was our original formula, and it only set on that cold pressed oil. I, you know, I first yeah. I gave her a couple drinks, <laughs> then I put it in her bag and I said, just, you know, go home and try this and tell me what you think. So Lillian, take it from there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the genesis of our relationship. And then, so I got this bottle. I was, I'd been spending many years at L'Oreal doing new product development and I'm a formula person. So of course she gives me those drinks. So I'm like more amenable to the whole idea. Um, <laughs> and I tried it and I loved it. And it was the original fur oil. There was no name. I mean, there was no brand at that point. Cause this was again, to the company. Yeah. Not even the company. Yeah, not even company. So it was 2014, and then in 2015, quit my job. So we started working on fur full time in 2015. Um, but you did ask that question about like, you know, a little bit about like who we are, or what we are. So Laura said she's yeah. like always wanted to start a company. I'm like the most risk averse, non entrepreneurial person. I've never wanted to start a company. And even when Laura was like, we should start fur, or it didn't have a name, we should start this company. I was like, I don't know. But it was the formula that convinced me and um, her persistence to not letting me get away. <laughs> I would say that's like, that's the best, exactly the dynamic between you two, because it, you complement each other and you give each other both. Um, it's I always say in beauty, especially have two founders like me and my sister, it can be quite difficult to have two of the same, like, let's say two alphas or yeah. two of the same kind of mentality. So to have complementary skill sets, but also learn from each other. So did you find like now, Lillian, do you feel like you're becoming more of the entrepreneur and maybe Laura, are you becoming more of the risk adverse? I would say we've almost doubled down in our role a bit, actually. I don't know, because it's been such a good compliment to each other. And I'm not saying like I'm becoming more steadfast in my nose and being like, that's not like, I don't want to go in that direction. But we do realize that there's value in each other. So, you know, I'll make fun of Laura both openly like and with her about like oh you'll just want to like do all the things like there's 20 different ideas that are amazing but they're like 20 and like can we prioritize you're all over the place and you want to do all of them and I'm like there's like only one there and like but we've come to a place where it's like that's Laura's job she's the one that's thinking you know 20 steps ahead and I'm here being like okay but let's really figure out what are the ones that are like going to be the most bang for the buck the least risky and are going to make, you know, like the most immediate sense. And so it's like, we talk like sort of short-term execution and long-term vision. And it's been a really nice combination to building the team. You know, she lays the path and I'm literally like helping put the blocks together on the near term. Um, I don't know, Laura, you thought differently of me being less risk averse now. I don't know. Have you? <laughs> Have you rubbed uh, well, off on I me? think you are a little less risk averse. I do. Really? I think I've rubbed off. Okay. But, uh, but no, but I think you've rubbed off on me too. Cause actually there have been a couple situations later. Where I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So I think <laughs> sometimes we do flop, but, but I think, you know, that's the whole point is that we always keep each other in check. Um, and, you know, and are very, very straight with each other, even to the point where sometimes I think when new people join our team, they're almost taken aback by sort of how straight we are with each other. Like, again, always from a place of one hundred of respect, but totally we disagree quite openly. And also, we really don't go forward on a path until we are both 100% aligned. And we've always worked that way. And I think that's been pretty key to our relationship. We're like, we must have consensus. Like if we don't mm -hmm. both think it's the right next move, we don't do it. 
Um, and and I think and and also I thought it was interesting that you know in your in your intro you said oh how do they do it and remain best friends and that to me says you're definitely also a founder and also an entrepreneur because yeah like I don't think we take that for granted either that this dynamic has worked for us for so long. Um, I mean, even starting, you know, high school when we planned, we planned like events together and we were captains of a, the gymnastics team together. Like we've always sort of done, uh, done got things done together. Um, and the, but, but yeah, the dynamic is definitely, you know, on this journey as, as many highs as, as there have been, there've also been a lot of lows cause that's the journey. And, you know, we've always been good, you know, it hasn't always been easy, right. but this dynamic. And, and that's honestly just something that I'm grateful for in my life. Um, honestly. So no, it's so important. And I think you also want to make sure you set those healthy boundaries, like you as best friends, me and my sister as, as siblings, mm-hmm. um, there are, as you said, that in those moments of lows, that healthy boundaries can sometimes just make sure that we, we do be there for each other. Because sometimes when you get very personal with certain things, that's when also fights and mistakes can happen. So I think um, you guys have had, a, like me and my sister, you've known each other for such a long time. So I think you guys know each other in the dynamics, which has helped and created what Fur is today. But I do want to also kind of, before we go into the brand and the, the kind of the journey of it, I do think there's something really fascinating about, you know, you went to incredible Ivy Leagues of Harvard, Columbia, together both of you and then you started in kind of finance back you know jp morgan with lillian and you know bain and then beauty so a lot of my friends are i did engineering all my friends are in finance pretty much um and i'm always like oh yeah i started goldman one. too you was- started in goldman all my friends yeah. are in goldman pretty much that's like, <laughs> as you know and um why why did the beauty industry interest you guys from coming from that finance background like my first job actually ever was at Estee Lauder at Bobby Brown Cosmetics. So I've oh. always been deeply involved and passionate about beauty. And I loved that internship. That was, I was like 19. I knew I wanted to get back, probably get back into the world of marketing eventually, but I never thought it would be as an entrepreneur or as a small brand. But I went into banking because one, I mean, look, there it's it provides skills and a financial sort of, incentive that you really want to do that. And it definitely didn't hurt my career progression to go into finance. Knowing that I really loved marketing, especially as I learned more about different people's jobs, different people's career paths, and then made the jump into a marketing role um, at a magazine prior to business school. And then at business school, I was like, you know, I really do want to get into consumer focused beauty, went to L'Oreal. I mean, loved it even more. And and then, of course, when Laura came to me, you know, something that's changing completely the landscape of beauty um, was just so inspiring and exciting, but scary, risky. <laughs> but you did it. You did it. You, yeah. took the jo- you took the lead. And Laura. Yeah. So I like in a way, similarly, I feel like there were there were markers I to get me w- to, into this role, maybe not beauty necessarily. But first of all, when I was at Goldman, one of my roles was actually working uh, with the private clients. And a lot of them were, you know, clearly very successful entrepreneurs. And I sort of those were the clients I found the most exciting. I said, wow, wouldn't it be cool to, you know, really create something. And so I think that's a little bit where like, I got the bug. I said, you know, it's nice to work with them, but really I want to be them. Um, so that was sort of one little moment. 
And then, you know, in business school, I sort of rediscovered that um, with, you know, the entrepreneurial curriculum. Um, and then for beauty, like, I think it was more like also during business school, not only was I interested in entrepreneurship, but I actually did a summer in Dan and in marketing. And I liked marketing. And, and But one of the things I liked most about working for Dan and was I felt like that was a, a healthy business. I mean, they own Dan and Yogurt. They own Evian. Like, I felt like we were marketing products that were good for people. And so I think I've, I've sort of this idea of sort of a mission-based entrepreneurial venture uh, and doing something that mattered was was very much there and so I think I love beauty and it's been it's been a really exciting journey but I think I almost come to it more from a sense of like creating a mission-based company and and doing something that matters you know is sort of how what what gets me going but you can totally see that with what you guys have done um so I think that kind of leads really perfectly into the the creation of uh so I know at the beginning, you guys didn't have a name, but you had the product, which sometimes is the best way, because I prefer when you have a, mm -hmm. a product that does the job and the brand comes a bit secondary, but the product is the one that speaks for itself and the mission alongside it. So how did the name Fur come around? I think I have an idea, but would love just to know your story. <laughs> I mean, first of all, naming is like the hardest thing. Second yeah. to finding your founder partner is <laughs> like naming yeah. anything. And I say like people always say like, oh, what should I name my child? Or I said, well, naming a business is even harder because you have limitations <laughs> where you have to get the trademarks, you have to get the domains. You don't think about that when you <laughs> oh, have a baby. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, for us, the inspiration behind the name is it's a body, hair and skin company that's upscale and elegant. And so we wanted it to really be more about the feel and the look and what is more sensorial and luxurious than fur but we're not talking about animal fur we're talking about addressing human fur in a way that makes you feel comfortable upscale and taken care of right that comfort feeling of fur but this is you know human fur again we're leaping bunny we're very animal friendly but the inspiration behind the heritage of the word fur is where how we ended up there it's always where an elegant solution for where hair meets skin. Love it. And in terms of your products, just for people who don't know, what kind of products and ranges do you guys offer, Laura? Uh, well, we have 10, 10 SKUs right now. Of course, our signature product is fur oil, uh, which is, you know, it softens your hair and skin. It clears your pores. You don't get ingrowns. You've probably seen on Instagram and get Lillian showing it right now. And, and sort of part of it is, so again, we started with this formula um, that worked, right? Because it, we also know it. We know in our hearts, the customer knows like all of our products. We, we, we spend a ton of time on formulation. Our formulas are actually very expensive and they're all custom because we know the customer knows there's so much stuff out there. We're not going to release something unless it really works um, again, unless it matters. Like that's really where we're coming from at fur. So we knew it worked. We've tested it. But then it also, you see from that beautiful orb that, you know, we, we are trying through the visual language. We're trying to create a safe space where people can reframe how they feel about what can be a shame-based subject for them. Maybe they have bad memories or shameful memories about their body hair. And so through the through the packaging, again, we're trying to create the sophisticated, elegant place where people can have the right conversations and, you know, again, just think, elevate the everyday. Again, it's body hair grooming agnostic. So whether you decide to wax, laser, trim it, leave it, all the products work with either just the skin or your stubble or your body hair. 
Exactly. And, and I actually came across your brand many years ago, about three years, four years ago. And I love, absolutely love, it does truly work. I use it after I shave um, because, you know, you get that irritation. And often most aftershaves and stuff that the market is usually traditionally known for has this like sense and it's very like, I don't know, not really for me. I absolutely love how the product works and how it feels. So I think you guys have really thought purpose-driven and every day as well. And I think in an area that often, again, as we said, has that taboo of being like, oh, don't talk about, say, pubic hair, mm -hmm. don't talk about. But then the question comes, like, why, right? Like, so did you have a lot of, I'm sure in the early stage when you were pitching before, you know, the shark attacks that were in the early days when you're pitching, et cetera, to investors or to even... I don't know, even maybe um, manufacturers or distributors, did you have a lot of kind of friction or kind of cross that block roads? I mean, the short answer is 100%. There were people in the early days who uh, hung up the phone on us. And so again, that, that's sort of where the persistence comes back, where, you know, when, when man, I, I tried to reach out, when I wanted to create this formula, I reached out to probably like 50 to 70 vendors. I was just, I was Googling and I'd call them up and I'd say, I want to launch, you know, a pubic hair oil. Will you formulate this for me? And they would ha hang up on me. So of course, the first thing I do when people hang up on me is I pick up the phone. And I say, oh my gosh, our connection must have gotten broken off. As I was saying, <laughs> I want to develop this formula. Will you help me? And so, 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 and, and then if they wouldn't, you know, get polite persistence. And if, if they wouldn't, I'd say, you know, but do you know anyone, you know, you're the industry. Do you know anyone who might be interested in this project? And that's actually how I found our formulator was a big formulator who sort of took pity on me and answered that question. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's always been, and that was also the same thing with our first retail relationships is it's just like, like I've been chased out of, stores for non-solicitation before. I mean, again, not politely. They're just like, ma'am, like you have to leave. I'm like, okay, fine. But like, look at my product and, you know, remember it. And, and so once I was in sort of a major department store and I, and they're like, like, I'm not the buyer. Like you can't solicit here. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. They're like, but you should be on Shark Tank. I'm like, okay, like I'll take that. Now you've heard of me. And so, you know, every no is a not yet. And, and, you know, we use that We've used that the whole journey as we've sort of been, again, mm -hmm. fighting this taboo. Um, but Lily can also speak to that as a marketer. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because absolutely. So in the beginning, we would pitch investors, though, I mean, at this point, we've still continued to main our bootstrap status. But we've always talked to investors, buyers, press, random people you meet at a cocktail party that say, what do you do? And there's sort of two very divisive camps. One they love it. They think that's brilliant. How did you never think about that before? I can't wait to try it. And the other people who are like, that's disgusting. Why would you talk about body hair? Who do people even have pubic hair anymore? Do women even have body mm. hair or pubic hair anymore? And so it was such a strong polarized reaction that as a marketer, to me, I will take a polarized, strong reaction, negative or positive over a tepid, lukewarm reaction that they quickly forget 10 seconds later. Because I can guarantee that person who thought it was disgusting will still remember it the next day and they can't believe it exists. But the person who like was like, oh, okay, 10 seconds later is not going to remember the brand. And that just to yeah. me meant that there is something there. And with the mission-based positioning of the brand, let's allow a space, create a space for those people who did have those negative strong feelings to come back and want to reevaluate and reexamine where those feelings were coming from and welcome them if they want to change their mind. I think that's a really important point as well is a lot of people have these strong opinions because 
either they just don't want to address their own kind of, maybe they have it in a desire to, and they just don't want to accept it, right? To, for example, have products for their pubic hair, et cetera. But um, I think it's about not losing sight of the mission. And as you said, using that as a fuel to say, wow, we have people who love it, people who just don't get it. Great. The way to go forward is to make the people who don't get it love it. And ideally make the people who love it be also voices for yourself, right? Let your community push the message. So have you found that mm -hmm. the community at the beginning, um, before Shark Tank, was um, a big factor for you to understand the scope of this business and the impact it could have? When we first started, we thought we would be a very strong digital player in the beginning because of you know, social media, etc. But there, what we quickly realized is the best community is the salon and spa estheticians pro community who understand the taboo and the importance of high quality aftercare. And that's something that was a new learning to us once we launched. So I would say first and foremost, I highlight that community as the first ones who embraced us and who continue to be really great advocates of the brand. And they create that safe space. As the brand has built, for sure, the mission has expanded and now people are understanding it. The movement has gr grown and it's been amazing to see sort of probably a bit when like Emma Watson talked about it, for example, in 2017 is really when you then started to see social media and the community out there as people who also felt passionate about our mission, jumping in and supporting and giving us even more motivation to continue what we do. And Laura, I mean, I would love to know now about the Shark Tank journey, as you touched on before, and how that came around. I spoke to Sarah and Christine from Glow Recipe, and they were in the queue for 10, 12 hours doing the whole, just the, the kind of open audition. Would love to know your story on Shark Tank. Oh, I mean, I get, well, we applied. Um, we, we, so we, I mean, I guess sort of traditional in that way, we applied. Um, and then... Uh, but I mean, well, I guess I think actually the real drama of it was that Lillian, the, the day we got the call that we had sort of made the cut was like Lillian's due date with her second child. <laughs> and so and so we so actually she's a champion because we we filmed that thing when she was four months postpartum. Yeah. And so it was just it was a very wild it was a very wild ride because we were sort of prepping and, you know, and the whole time it's sort of during her sort of like this very sensitive time for Lillian. So I think that's sort of. That colored the whole thing. I don't know, Lillian, if you have anything to add to that, but we both have two daughters, by the way. We um, do both daughters. have two daughters. Very young. Yeah, mine's five and two. Laura's is four and one. We staggered our children, not totally accidentally to like continue. There was fur coverage. I mean, it was very purposefully timed. Um, but yes. yes, but this is the whole partnership thing again. Um, Laura knew that it was a hard time for me. So she just distilled it down. She's like, there's one thing and one thing only I need you to focus on, which is Shark Tank. And I have, here's a sheet, just study this. That's all I need from you. And that's what you want in a partner. Um, but what we loved about Shark Tank was it was actually two years after we'd applied and the opportunity to be able to talk about the mission, literally shout pubic hair on national TV in the US just fueled again our motivation and allowed us to see sort of how far we've come in terms of um, a society to even want to talk about pubic hair in front of, you know, national TV. I don't think that would have happened when we first launched in 2016. Um, only, you know, four years later, 2020, 
it worked. Yeah, on ABC primetime national television. And we've always, and not only, so that was national television. So again, we had sort of publications, national television. And then most recently this summer, we did a big wheat pasting and billboard campaign. So the billboards are still up in New York and LA. And so we're always, and then this time literally shouting from the rooftops of New York City and LA, pubic hair, body hair, you know, it's okay, we all have it. Um, and sort of promoting our mission. And again, that's sort of what's been driving us all these years. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now. And I think honestly, okay. for me, it was definitely the last, I think, five years is when I started to see from, say, celebrities, you know, the Miley Cyruses, et cetera, to really mm-hmm. embrace pubic hair, um, to, to kind of like seeing the beauty industry become a lot more inclusive in all different factors that today I'm really proud to say, you know, we're working in an industry that, yes, there's still movement to go, but I can really see how the business is thriving today because people are open to speak about it, to use it and to advocate for it. Because, I mean, it's actually really silly not to, because we all have it and why shine away from it? You know, this is our, this is our body. It's beautiful. And um, I think you guys champion that. So it's really, really, really cool to see missions that are starting to be adopted. Sometimes it takes a bit, you guys are very early on the trend, unfortunately Mm -hmm. to the market, but starting it early gave you a foot in the industry um, to be one of the leading players today, because now I'm sure many com- companies are coming out. And do you see now the market becoming more competitive? Definitely becoming more competitive. But I think that's a good thing, because then you're seeing more depictions of body hair, more conversations about body positivity, which is really all that we want. I mean, we yes, we created the category of body hair care. But that's, I mean, you, Fable and Maine, is in hair care. How big is that category? I mean, there is so much opportunity for so many players to have a differentiated voice, but that's great. And again, customers all have different needs. They know what they want and they know what first stands for. So, I mean, elevating the conversation and 
the more people who can hear about it, I think the better. And it's still so early. I know it's been only like five years since, you know, we've been talking about this growing movement. I think it's just on the cusp of something even greater and even bigger, you know, and it's, I'm so glad we started and started it. I don't think we or any other company or this category is anywhere near plateauing. So the more people who want to come in, the better. And to Lillian's point, I mean, I mean, we always sort of said, you know, when we were the voice in the wilderness, we will know that we are successful when there are competitors. I mean, that's what better validation that there is a market than there are other people. Because when we launched again, a lot of people were like, oh, like, wow, this seems like a really niche thing. And, and you know, to of course, I would always be saying, oh, you know, well, we'll see. But, you know, I was thinking in my head again all adults have body hair. We are all choosing how to groom it or not. You know, we always felt like, you know, the addressable market for body hair is all adults. Um, And so, you know, but we were the only ones in it. And now that that's less the case, um, but we're still leading it. It's again, it's just like, this is what we, this is what we wanted to happen. Yeah, no, definitely. And do you feel like with spreading the message, I think it's very important to have own that relationship with your client, your customers, um, especially from the early days when you were seeing that the best advocates were the ethicists and, you know, they're the ones of, of the good voice. Um, so today we have this kind of landscape where there's retail, there is um, also D2C. So what's your sort of priority today? Is it really to drive your D2C business or retail or both, you know? We're truly omni-channel and have been from the beginning. Um, so we have our D2C site. Uh, we are in, you know, we have our pros channel and we have our major retailers. And part of that, again, is we are the category creators. And so we definitely feel like we need to lead and we need to be there. And sort of we are the, so, you know, fur is body hair care, fur is pubic hair care. And so all of it is a priority. And And so, you know, again, we just... We just work on all of it. And I think it also this, you know, the pandemic, if if anything, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, the pandemic, if anything, has sort of shown us that it's it's good to have a couple channels because you you never know what's gonna happen. Um, and so we've been very happy to be omni-channel um, sort of through the last year and a half. I think that was, you know, t- has definitely been tested to be a good strategy. And, and I also think, you know, again, as we are a founder owned, you know, company with no institutional investors, no outside investors. And so, you know, we also sort of had to get dollars in the door and sort of had to create a robust business uh, very early. And so I think that's also where you see the sort of omni channel, you know, how can we always, you know, make sure that we're building our business in a sustainable, uh, profitable mm-hmm. way. Definitely. Do, do you feel... Um... Going forward, because I'm having the same with Fable and Main, as you grow, that there is that dilemma of when do you go to a big VE, VC, PE kind of company, give their equity away and then get that huge fund and take it to the next level, right? Um, which is very tricky because especially for mission-based brands like yourselves and myself, minus with the tiger, yours is, you know, mm-hmm. we have to sometimes be careful that it doesn't get diluted, the mission. Uh, and so do you guys have plans to kind of, you know, don't have to answer it to the to the T, but more like just generally, do you have plans to stay as you are for the next couple of years because you're seeing the natural rise in the industry? Or do you feel like you would need some extra push in the business? 
we we've always you know taken meetings with potential investors you know for, first of all because i think when you when you if you take an investment you know you don't want the first conversation you have with someone to be like okay i i need money yesterday i mean that that's sort of an, not where Lillian and I come from. And so we've always, you know, talked to investors, been, you know, pretty active in the community, getting to know people, creating relationships, you know, so that way, you know, in the case that this was the option we wanted to pursue one day, you know, we would sort of know, know a little bit about it. Um, you know, that being said, we've always asked ourselves, you know, if we were to take money, who would, who would we want to work with? Who would be our partner? Because they, they are a partner. And again, we've already talked about how Lillian and I, you know, we don't take for granted how successful our partnership is, but, you know, you hear horror stories. Um, and so again, so who are you going to work with? And, uh, you know, how, and also how much money and what are you going to use it for? And sort of until mm -hmm. you, until you have good answers to those three questions, we felt pretty strongly that we should go our own way. And so, you know, to date, the answer has always been, you know what, we, we feel like we can, we can do this on our own. Um, but we're, we've never been, closed to investors or like that option one day. And then indeed, like we've always tried to sort of keep that going, but it, it hasn't been so far. It hasn't seemed like the right um, option for the business strategically. It's so important to just, I think you said you hit the nail on the head as well. We're saying like, you have to make sure you have all these answers done and don't rush into it because once you have a third, they're essentially, they're another co-founder, right? They're, they're, they're another huge entity. Um, you hear those horror story and they're very true. And often these companies can say exactly what you want to hear. They'll promise the world and then the reality can be different. So you have to be very cautious at the right time and when it is. But I've heard great stories of people saying we had investment at this time and this is what skyrocketed the business 10 mm -hmm. times. And so it is a matter of playing a bit of snake, you know, snake dice and playing a bit of like a casino game. But when done right, it can be a huge advantage. So timing is good but at least you have each other to kind of um at least pioneer and, and kick the kickstart the business even further so now going away from fern a bit more as you as founders um i would love to just know a little bit about you know now you know you you guys have the motherhood with two children two beautiful children do you guys have them as also like play dates do they have like do you have like day play date and you guys work on the business how is that relationship like so not only do we have two daughters each, our husbands are friends. So yes, we do hang out outside of work when it's not a pandemic. So I haven't really seen Laura in a year and a half, unfortunately. And our kids certainly haven't because they're kids. Um, but they, we all do hang out. And actually, we make it a point when we hang out to not talk about fur. You know, it's like an actual friend hangout where we have dinner, we go out for drinks, we do it at each other's houses so the kids can play we go somewhere so they can run around and very rarely will we talk about anything fur related. And mostly it's because maybe our husbands bring up something and we're like, no, we're not talking about fur. That's, we talk about that all the time with each other. Also Lillian, you, we, sometimes we go to cocktail parties and Lillian comes, she's like, I'm not talking to you. I talk to you all the time. Oh, yeah. And she turns oh, yeah. on her heel and will leave me there. And I'm like, I literally fair. leave her. That's by totally her. fair. That's true. I leave her by herself. I'm like, I don't want to be standing next to you because I'd like talk to you all <laughs> day is true and also we will also go to cocktail parties where the two of us are talking together and filling up like finishing each other's sentences and then say something about like our children and people will think it's our children between the two of us and we are life partners in addition to being business partners which is incredibly flattering because i would love yeah. to be a life partner with laura but i'm also already married well you are also well you are exactly in a different way a life partner 
but it's amazing yeah. because they pick up on this dynamic. They're like, your, your business partners are like, it's hard. There's, it's a little bit blurry between how close we are as friends and pseudo family and business partners. Uh, so it confuses people. I think I, I can relate so much with my sister. I mean, everyone thinks we're, we're a couple because um, we've looked similar age and I mean, it's a normal But you guys look with... so similar. Oh, you guys need to be I know, that's also siblings. the thing. I'm like, uh... you need to be on siblings or dating. I should submit you. Do you know yeah. this Instagram account? Siblings or dating. <laughs> but we should actually and see what people I mean because we're both single me and my sister as well it doesn't help so we just spend all the time together but like you said we do have this habit of when we talk about um work etc we kind of mm-hmm. we kind of are forced not to as well with the family because my the last thing my mum wants to hear is me, me and my sister talking about work or even fighting about work so we have mm-hmm. a quite a healthy boundary um but it, get, it brings us closer to have those moments because like you guys she's my best friend and I'd rather go on holiday with her than anyone else so no I think that's really healthy and then in terms of like you know with the pandemic now you guys haven't seen each other I mean it's very unfortunately this is the situation we're in now but hopefully we'll get better what kind of is your mindful like your daily routine that keeps you guys grounded and motivated during your work and maybe I'll start with Laura Oh, wow. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, pandemic burnout is real. And also, yeah, my, as I mentioned, my, I have a very, I have an infant, I have a six month old daughter. Um, And so it's definitely been pretty full on, I feel um, between, you know, the fur and family. Um, But I think it's just, you know, the, the work life flywheel and, and, and a lot of it is just perspective, you know, also during this pandemic, you know, a lot of people have been dealing with, you know, terrible things. Right. And and I'm I'm just really grateful to be to be busy with wonderful things. You know, fur is growing. Uh, my kids are healthy. Um, and and so, you know, while, you know, it's it's hard to stay. Gra- you know, it's hard. It's hard to get out of those yeah. things. But it's just you just have to remember all the time that, you know, terrible things take up just as much time as wonderful things. And um, I don't know. I just try to keep that perspective always, basically. Very, no, very important. And, and Lillian? Um, I love how, again, Laura's is very big picture thinking. Mine is like, what do I do on the day-to-day? Um, I just make sure that I carve out, again, my kids are older, so I can carve out like an hour to an hour and a half in the evening for me, which then is truly my own free time. And it's what do I want to do in that time? So do I want to spend time with my husband? Do I want to take a bath? Do I want to read? Do I want to go to bed early? And it's just every day I know I have that one point in my evening that I can look forward to. So just get to that point. And then the pandemic or my children or the work schedule is not pushing me around. I actually have some ownership of my day. Amazing. No, I think it's so important. I love, I, I can really see your personalities too, especially in your answers. So it's so great. <laughs> and Lily's like, I need, when I control my schedule, I'm like, I know, yeah. I love Carving it. out the schedule. And then Laura is like, <laughs> I can do uh, whatever my heart thinking. desires. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. I love it. It's so it's so great. Um, so I, I, you know, before we kind of wrap it, I also have a little question about fur babies. Do you guys have any fur babies, meaning dogs or cats? No. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. No. Too many, too many things to take care of. But our team, there are a lot of fur babies oh. on Team Fur. We actually yeah. have very a Slack cute, channel called that. Fur Babies. Yes, and we have a Slack channel oh. called Fur Babies. I think we might have four dogs and about 10 cats between the Amazing. team. Um, so a oh, lot. Yes. Wow. And some of our fur babies feature in some of our campaigns. 
Amazing. Because are the products safe for pets as well? Or um, (laughs) will you be crazy? I wouldn't recommend it for pets. Essential oils are not not pet friendly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, not, maybe but. you can one day create a, a fur pet line. Fur, uh, yeah. Um, maybe. Answer. Yeah. A lot of people are doing, I mean, I'm seeing, especially my sister is obsessed with um, animals and, and I am too, but she's more obsessed with dogs and cats. So she's like, okay, we're going to start developing, um, you know, before we've wow. even created more than four or five SKUs, we're already developing pet line. I'm like, Nikki, wait, wait, wait. We need to I first mean... suffice, you know, Sephora and our, our, our MPD. But yeah, if we can do it as well, I would love to create I mean, a pet line for hair. Yeah. yeah. Could be good. I think there is some upscale pet hair care opportunity. For sure, for sure. I mean, already just in my little dogs. We have three now and they're quite demanding. So, <laughs> so that's, those are my fair babies. Um, so before we go into the wraparound questions, um, I have a question I always ask every guest and I'll ask both of you individually, but travel's opening up here and there um, and TSA is being a little bit difficult and saying look Laura Lillian you can come but you can only take one product from fur with you so what's Ooh. your go-to one product any one you can choose so Laura you start you know it has to be the signature fur oil right like because I mean cuticle oil hair oil pubic hair oil bath oil I mean I I mean I don't know I just for me that I, I have a, we have an esthetician back bar size that's eight ounces and that's like, you know, I just, I go even through that. So I don't Amazing. know, but what is Lily going to say? I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You know, it's easy. Ingrown concentrate. I'm obsessed <laughs> with ingrown concentrate because I use it for everything. Like I used it on my C-section scar. I use it if I have too much sun, I use it in the winter. So I'll do like my moisturizer and I'll literally like seal in my moisturizer with ingrown concentrate on top. Cause it's like the coconut oil. I'm obsessed with, plus I get two products in one because I get the little finger mint so I can keep washing my face on the mm. other side of the ocean, wherever I'm traveling to. Oh, great, great. Well, those are the two products. If people are curious, those two would be highly recommended, but I think they're all great. So do check out Fur. But we'll at the end, we'll give all the links. But I think we'll go to some rapid round questions. So what we'll do in this way, we'll start with Laura first and Lillian second. Um, and I will... First thing that comes to your head, so I'll go straight to it. What Oof. is, Laura, another I feel like this is my worst care? nightmare. Lily and the I did not I know. know this was happening, game. Laura. I didn't, <laughs> like, trick you. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, a, I'm always, exactly. like, way too up in my head. Like, Lily and the fine You can, you can answer like, it with a, a few, few sentences. No okay, one really I'll, ever I'll do stick, it. I'm good. No, I'm game. No one ever sticks to the fire on anyway. Um, I, mean, I so can't, like, another... order a restaurant. You know, I'm, like, the worst. True. She can't. She just copies what I get. Yeah. So that's the thing. Now it's good I've asked Laura first because then yes. she can't copy you. That's your point. <laughs> I'm like, whatever um, she says, it's fine. You know? So first question. What's another beauty, skin or wellness brand that you're currently obsessed with? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think Juice Beauty. I've always really loved their formulas and they're super high quality. So I think that's definitely like their balms. Like I really actually like face balms. And so I feel like they really do well, do well with those. So that's one that I've been into. And then for me also just mists, which Lillian hates because she thinks she doesn't like mist. She's not a mist fan, but I like, I'm using the Tatcha mist right now. And I really like that. One. Amazing. Yeah. It's very important. Misting. We have, we have a hair mist coming out soon. So oh. um. Lillian? Um, I'm really loving Coco Kind for my face. I think the products Priscilla makes is amazing. She's also yeah. another mom founder. Very cool brand. No, she's awesome. And yeah, Coco Kind is great. So good, good shout for those two. Uh, Laura, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Uh, a guilty pleasure. 
Oh my gosh, Lillian, what's a guilty pleasure I have? Drinking way too much coffee. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I drink way too much coffee. That's how, yeah. how much is too much coffee? How much are we talking? <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm breastfeeding right now, so I'm actually doing pretty well on this because I really yeah. can't. Um, but yeah, like I really try to stick to one cup a day, but normally it can be it can be several. So yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you. I, I think I see a four or three or four, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. Four, four. Let's just stick with four. four. Average of four. I know. Well, creative <laughs> accounting. Creative accounting for Winston Young over here. Or just one. That's this big. But actually, she never <laughs> And oh. Lillian, what's yours? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Eating like the craziest weird snacks, like shrimp bags of shrimp chips everywhere, like in the bath next to my office desk in the bed. I love that. So snacking, but crazy snacking. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like things that like um, the person next to you is like, that's smelly. Yeah, but it tastes really good. It's so good. Um, what are you guys currently watching or reading? Oh, I'm currently reading the newest Elena Ferranti novel. I don't know when it came out, um, but I really like her a lot. Um, but I, yeah, I read a lot. I sort of, I read all the, all the beach reads and sort of that's, that's actually, that's what I do late at night when, when I have insomnia, when I, when I try to turn off my fur brain, I read. Mm. Love that. Lillian? Um, I'm in the middle of watching Lupin on Netflix. Mm. Are you mm-hmm. watching it in French or in English? Subtitled. It's subtitled. Subtitles. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is the French. But it's, I'm reading yeah. the subtitles. No, I need to watch that. It's on my list. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite social media platform, Laura? I mean, Instagram is the only one that I really use regularly. So um, I'd say Instagram. Lillian? Yeah, still Instagram, but really getting into TikTok lately. Yeah, definitely the power of TikTok. Yeah, I, I is downloaded it. I know we gotta, we gotta, we got we gotta do it. Especially for fur. I mean, do you guys have a fur yeah. TikTok? Amazing. It's, yeah, but we're not so, feeding it. We're not um, building content in there yet. We have one. It's just it, very stagnant great. right now. Do you guys have one? Start ASA. You must. Yeah, you and must have one. Honestly, it's it's growing the business so much than I expected. So more so the 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 fable and main content on the TikTok influencers channels as opposed to our own channel, right? Mm. But it's good to have that presence there for people to follow and just keep your content going. Yeah. So it's like a machine. Yeah. TikTok is good. And then last question is if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, um, what would you guys be or what would you be doing? Laura? Uh you know, I, I like to say that I would have done another another entrepreneurial venture. Um, I, I do think, I do think this is sort of where I was meant to be. So I feel really, again, grateful that, that this is where we are, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, solving puzzles, maybe investigative reporter. <laughs> I love like that. Ooh, kind that's, of, that'd be cool. But, uh, but just yeah. problem solving is sort of really, if you like problem, I like when I do. come to America and we're all in the same place, we should do an escape room. I'm obsessed with escape rooms. It's my favorite thing to do. So oh, Laura would I'm love sure that. you'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything problem solving. That's amazing. Yeah. Let's do that. And Lillian, what would yours be? Probably being a mommy blogger on kids equipment. Very specific of like, I love researching the best of the things that I want for like my family. I love and like, that. Another yeah. shortcut, another life hack is if ever I want to buy anything for my kids, I'm just like, Lillian, what do I buy? Like I need yeah. a specific item and I get, I, I and then I don't have to do the research myself. It's great. 
Well, well, thank you so much, guys. It's been such a pleasure. Um, your journey is truly so inspiring and even more so seeing you guys as really, you know, best friends and staying together from the beginning to now. It's just, um, it gives me motivation for me and my sister and hopefully to other founders out there that are thinking of partnering with their friends or um, with, with anyone or to become friends. You can really do that with business. Don't shy away from it because it can even make you stronger. So Laura, Lillian, where can everyone find you guys personally on, on Instagram and websites and for fur as well? So fur is for you.com and also uh, fur underscore Y-O-U on Instagram is our handle. My own personal is Lillian Tung um, and Laura's is underscore Laura Schubert. Amazing. I'll have all the links in the summary. So if you listen to this podcast, you can click directly and please do check out Fur, check out Lily and Laura, follow them. They're incredibly inspiring. And thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for having us. This has been really a real pleasure and a privilege. Yes. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.